My name is Craig Pickett. I'm an executive recruiter. More than a decade ago, I started my practice for one purpose, to use my experience as a former military aviator, business jet sales executive, and P&L leader to help aviation and aerospace companies and their executives be fast, adaptable, and strategic. I do these podcasts to inspire and inform, but more importantly, they are a focused platform to help business leaders grow. Welcome to the Aerospace Executive Podcast. So, hey, welcome back to the Aerospace Executive Podcast. Here I am on the second to last day of April, completely unshaven, sitting in my office enjoying a spring day and uh, thinking about my first solo episode here in a long time. And uh, I was kind of thinking about some uh, some stuff based on some uh, some recent activity I had with some companies. And uh, I'll just dive right into it. The one thing I really enjoyed, or the one thing I really think back of when I was an officer's candidate school as a naval officer was prioritization. Yeah, the one thing it was, it was you know, early on, it's like, hey, look, they give you four things, four stupid things to do. Gunnery Sergeant, can't think of his first name, Williams, was my company DI. He was this monster of a Marine Corps drill instructor. He was a professional bodybuilder. And quite frankly, he would scare the hell out of you. And, um, you know, but it was really interesting. And it was like, hey, look, they give you, you get four tasks. Shine your belt buckle, shine your shoes, iron your uniform, make your bed. You're like, all right, I got four stupid tasks. But the four stupid tasks, you get five minutes to do all four. And any given one takes five minutes. So you're screwed. So what do you do? You know, ultimately you look at it and go, all right, what's the most important thing today? And the most important thing today is for me to get out of this room, I better make my bet because I can get through the day on a, you know, with a wrinkled uniform. I'm doing push-ups anyway, so I don't care. I can get through the day with unshined shoes. I'm doing push-ups and they're going to get scuffed. So I don't care. And the same thing with my brass buckle that needs to be polished, but it won't be because I had to make the bed. So, you know, you're, you're like all freaked out. I got to get all these things done when the reality of the matter is you don't, you got to get one thing done. And that's the most important thing because you know, the other things are going to get just shot. And it was, it was really funny. You know, and you think about, well, why are they teaching me so much about priorities? And then I thought about this F-14 pilot I knew out in, uh, out of Miramar. And um, he had a mishap. He was in the landing pattern one day and all of a sudden his airplane just went to hell and he didn't know how to handle the emergency and all the warning lights that were coming at him. And uh, he ejected him and his Rio ejected from the airplane and uh, yeah, obviously it crashed. And they sent him to a uh, Naval Aviation Board to, to explain why he should keep his wings. The first question they said was, what would you have done differently? And his answer was very, very smart. He said, I probably wouldn't have crashed. And he didn't mean it flippantly. He didn't mean it to be a smart ass. Um, He's like, hey, look, I probably wouldn't have crashed. Had I had the opportunity to look at it all again and prioritize my time, I would have pushed the throttles forward, put some altitude between me and the runway, started looking for the ocean, 
tried to deal with all the emergencies. And if I had to get out of the airplane, we would have got out of the airplane over the ocean, but in the meantime, we would have done it in a safer manner. We would have bought ourselves some more time to try to diagnose the situation. If everything had gone perfectly and I put some altitude between me and the runway, it would have given me some time to figure out what was going wrong in my cockpit. And once again, it would have given me more time to think. Thus the reason for prioritization. So now I'm talking to a lot of people and they're all freaked out right now. It's all COVID. It's like, ah, my hair's on fire, you know, COVID, you know, my, my life is a mess. My, my kids are home from school. My, my wife wants to you know, stay home from school, but she's got a career and she wants to work or I want to stay home from the kids, but I have a career. And it's like, you know, time out. You're going to make yourself mental. You can't do it all. You can't be shooting for the corner office. You can't have a spouse who's also shooting for the corner office while at the same time you're raising kids and while at the same time you're, you're trying to get all buff at the gym and have six pack abs and, and you know, be mommy and daddy perfect and have a great home life and travel and see the world and soccer practice and your kids, God, God forbid, we all know everybody's kids are going to have scholarships. So that's got to happen too. And I can't think of a more simplified way to make yourself mental than to just try to take it all on. So here we are at the end of April. We're a little more than a quarter through the year. Slow down. You know, there's, there's eight months left in the year to go and there's plenty of time to do it. So think about just slowing down a little bit. And, you know, that's from somebody who's sort of been there, done that. I've, I've gone through that same exercise, really engaging what's important and not necessarily heading for the corner office is where you need to be. But since we're talking about heading for the corner office, let's talk about interviewing. And let's talk about prioritization during an interview. Three times in the last month, I've sent some people to some great, some great executives for some great interviews. Match with the company's good. Company loves the executive. The executive loves the company. The, the Skills are right. Um, it's a good cultural fit. And then you think it's all going well for everybody. And then somebody does something that is so monumentally stupid that it just makes me slap my head and go, no, stop, prioritize. And here's what that monumentally stupid thing is. And it's an easy mistake to make, but it's monumentally stupid. You start thinking two or three steps down the road. I'm going for the VP of sales job, but I think they need to make me the COO. I think I'd be a great COO. Or better yet, I think I'd really be a great chief commercial officer. They need to make me the chief commercial officer. Or this is why I pitched to them that I should be their chief commercial officer versus their VP of sales. And you realize that you just blew the interview because you couldn't prioritize what was in front of you. You're looking so far down the road, you're not dealing with the here and now. So let me explain it one more time. When you go to meet with a company, they're talking to you about a role that they have right here, right now. They wanna to talk to you about what they need done in that role and how you can help them. And then along the same lines, how they can help you. It's a, it, it's a very simple conversation. This is where we're at right now. Focus on the here and now and how you can help us. Because quite frankly, what happens two, three, four years down the road is all dependent on 
the here and now. If you land this job with us and we give it to you, we will be excited to have you here and helping us. And your success in this role here and now will mean more success down the road. Failure in this role here and now will mean no more success down the road. So let's just focus on what's in front of us. Too many times people are getting so far ahead of themselves and think like, well, what's the track? What's you know, If I take this role, what's, what's next? What, what can I do? Stop. The priority when you're going on an interview is what's here and what's now. Success begets success. Failure begets a very short conversation. So that's that's cool. And in fact, it's crazy. If you really want to really want to blow an interview, I know a guy who used to do this all the time. He's president of a company. And he would bring people up and he would say, Hey, let's let's talk about the role that we're bringing you up for. You know, vice president of sales, you know, vice president of operations. Let's talk to you about this role. And he would get them into the office and he would get them meeting with all the people. And it would all be great. You think you're doing all and, you know, relationships are good. The conversations are good. It's all smoking hot. Everybody loves you. You're loving them. And the last interview of the day would be with him. And he would say, you know, we met with all the people. We think you'd be better off in a different role. We think you'd be better in a different role. Would you, you know, would you look at that? And nine times out of 10, here's what people say. They're going, oh, well, I had such good conversations with you. And I had good conversations with your team. Sure, I'll look at that role. Let's, let's just talk about it and see what happens. And it's a trap. Basically what it was, was a trap. And it was, are you prioritized on the here and now? And are you prioritized on what we brought you in to talk to us about? Or are you unfocused so much that you'll go chasing shiny objects at the end of a bunch of interviews if we throw a shiny object out in front of you? So once again, it's kind of priorities. You know, Think about the priority. Think about what you're up to. And by the way, 100%, 100 times out of 100, chasing a shiny object at the end of an interview will blow you out of the water. Priority of, of what's in front of you is you're going to get you know, 100 things on your plate. Go for what you know you need done that day. If you're going to meet with a company about a role, that's the priority. You know, It's not three years down the road. It's not five years down the road. It's not, hey, how do I become the CEO of this thing? Because quite frankly, who the hell knows? Um, five, 10 years from now, we all may be dead and you know, that doesn't really matter. But that's the one thing I can't stress enough. And don't start chasing shiny objects. So along the same lines, here it is. It's NFL Draft Day, um, April 29th. Uh, I love NFL Draft Day. It's it is I love sports analogies in business because I think business and sports have a lot in common. The right people in the right place at the right time to build winning teams. Unless, I'm sorry, unless you're the Detroit Lions that's where just good people go to die. So the the key the key component there is if you're going to the Detroit Lions of business, um, ask for a lot of money up front. You know, let's just talk about NFL draft day. And what are companies doing, or what are teams doing, leading up to the NFL draft? They are scouting the market. They know the players. They know the competition. They know what the competition needs and why they need it. Why shouldn't companies be the same? 
Um, you know, once a year, if you're a COO, why don't you call up your competitor's VP of ops and say, hey, look, let's get together for lunch. Let's get together for dinner. Let's talk about whether or not maybe we're a good fit for each other. You know, scout them out. Go to another competitor, you know, one of their general managers. Hey, let's have lunch. Let's have dinner. Let's get on a Zoom call. Let's, let's build a relationship, see if we like each other. If nothing else, you're building relationships in the industry and you're figuring out who's out there, then maybe someday you can, you know, a positive relationship would have mutually beneficial results. Maybe this is a person I can recruit into my company who can build a team. Maybe I'm thinking of a new product line and I can get this person to lead it. Maybe I want to know this person because I've heard such good things about them. But once I've talked to them, I find out, no, they're really not a cultural fit for my company. And it's not good at all. And that's what professional teams are always doing with professional athletes. And I think that that is something that is underutilized in business. The whole world is looking to build relationships right now. And you should have relationships with your competition. So, you know, think about, you know, how to prioritize your team building and where those people are coming from. And what would happen if you actually built a bench before you actually needed the bench? What happened if you already knew the good players out there before you actually needed a really good player? Or at least you knew who could be had if the money was right, if the position was right, if the job was right. So just a couple of things to think about on um, it's NFL draft day. I'm going to go home and watch it. Um, Trevor Lawrence, I think is the number one pick. We'll see what happens. Who's your number one pick next week? So thanks. Welcome to the aerospace executive podcast. Talk soon. I hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the aerospace executive podcast. You can reach out to me directly, Craig and northstaresg.com or check us out at www.northstaresg.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or on YouTube. Just do a search for Aerospace Executive Podcast. Thanks again. I'm Craig Pippen.